And I think it was about the third time, I literally felt like I looked at the energy moving up and kind of right up into the face. And I was like, they got it, you know? And I could really see almost like a rippling. Welcome to Time to Heal, a podcast about hope and healing. I'm your host, Emily Yanazelli, and today I am so excited to introduce you to Trish Lott, who is my acupuncturist. Hello. Yeah, nice to see you without a mask. I know, right? <laughs> I met Trish a couple years ago, but have been going to acupuncture regularly since last summer, so July of 2020, when I had like the worst back pain of my entire life. And, you know, nothing else worked the way that acupuncture did. So I'm a believer. I love it. And I'm really excited to introduce you to her today. So I'm Patricia Lott, licensed acupuncturist. Most people call me Trish. I'm the owner of Community Acupuncture of Towson. And I've had the clinic for 11 years now, and I love it. Most people in this day and age um, are familiar with acupuncture, but I find that it's helpful. And I, that I often learn a lot about these things that I think I'm familiar with if we kind of go back to basics and ask you to explain like, what is that? How would you explain acupuncture to someone who has never heard of it? Sure. So um, this medicine's thousands of years old, uh, stemming from a society that uh, of agrarians living really close to nature. So they observed that what was happening out in the natural world was also happening in our bodies. And they, came up with a theory that there's a certain kind of energy that animates all life. So it's in humans, it's in the animals, it's in the plants. And so this energy they call chi, and it can be accessed along certain pathways in the body, so often referred to as meridians. And if the chi is deficient or stuck, it prohibits the body to kick in its healing mechanisms, its innate ability to heal. And so acupuncture is a way of just supporting the flow of chi in the body so the body can heal itself as it was intended to naturally. That's awesome. That's a really great description. Um, what so like what is a typical session like and yeah and like how do you well yeah yeah let me just ask that what is a typical session like um so one of the, i realized i didn't explain you know the whole thing about the needles and acupuncture right so and referencing back to these pathways and meridians through which chi flows a practitioner of acupuncture inserts needles along certain spots on these pathways to help foster the flow of chi. And sometimes the needle is inserted briefly and removed, and sometimes it's inserted and it stays for a little while. So in my clinic at Community Acupuncture of Towson, there's an initial intake where people fill out forms and talk about why they came in. And we talk about a treatment plan before we head into the treatment room and actually do the treatment process. These pathways course the whole body, but they begin and end at the fingertips and the toes. And so for my setting where I don't want people to need to get undressed, 
we're primarily treating the points on the lower limbs. So in my clinic, when one is coming for treatment, they get themselves set up in a lazy boy style recliner chair, take off socks and shoes, roll up their clothes above their knees and above their elbows, exposing those lower limb points and kick back the recliner and relax. If it's a returning patient, I'm doing a quick little check-in to say, you know, what you notice since last time? What's our main focus for today with your treatment? And I insert the pins and then people relax or listen to their music or meditate. Most fall asleep for at least a few minutes during the session. And they typically stay anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes with their pins in. So I forgot to say this at the beginning after you introduced yourself, but we know each other because I've been coming to you for acupuncture, like on a weekly basis for a couple months now. Yes. And it's amazing. It's, (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely fall asleep every time. It's quite relaxing and it's helped so much with my back pain. And also I just like, feel like I end up leaving, um, leaving your place like just more clear-headed and feeling more whole and myself in this weird intangible kind of way. <laughs> so um can so like how so you talked about these meridians in the body and that they can get like blocked or def- deficient, right? Yes. And the like how like I'm just wondering like how does acupuncture explain healing? Or, and, all, and also, like, how would you define healing? And maybe those are two different things, but they're probably... So if my goal as the practitioner is to help the flow of chi, so a body can heal itself, um, the way that I see it is, you know, we have these cycles in our lives. And the energy flows through different cycles. And you can see it in the most minute... Um, scale in a breath, inhalation, expansion, exhalation, um, retraction, kind of that movement happens in the course of the day. You know, sun up, midday high sun, later day, and then night for resting happens in the course of the year, spring, summer, it happens in a lifetime, right? So it's important that we recognize that Things are always changing and they are moving and we don't want to get stuck. And so the idea I see is that people come to me, it might be a physical pain or it could be an emotional pain or it could be poor sleep or poor digestion. And my job is just to try to keep things moving so nobody gets stuck in any one place. And, you know, there are internal organs that correspond with the different movement. There are emotions. There are um, different correspondence. And so I'm assessing like, okay, I'm, this person's expressing a lot of anger right now. Is it appropriate for the circumstance? Yes, it is. Okay, I'm going to make sure that they just don't get stuck there. So wait, so do you, like, if someone came to you, like, with the same symptoms in, like, the morning versus the afternoon, would that change? Or are you talking about, like, broader circumstances? 
More broad, okay. more broad, yeah. I mean, there are obvious things, you know, the people who often wake up with the neck pain and then they get up and they start moving and it starts to loosen up. So then I start to think, okay, <laughs> what's happening overnight, the precursor to waking up with the neck pain and sorting things out in that way. But mostly I'm really talking about energetically, um, are things getting stuck? And it's interesting because there are different, how do I say this? We're looking at somebody holistically. So when I'm a, a, a assessing, most people come in because they have some pain, yeah, physical pain. That's what acupuncture is known for mostly. Lower back pain is the number one reason anybody sees their physician and sees an acupuncturist. Yeah. And because it's a holistic approach, yeah, you're, somebody may be coming in for back pain, but I kind of want a bigger picture of what's going on. And um, so I ask a few questions, and then over time, I can observe patterns in the patient that they themselves might not really see. And so if there are certain patterns, I can help move it along with the needles and sometimes I give health advice or suggestions of practices people can uh, incorporate into their wellness care. Do you share those patterns with people? Um, or is that just information that you use to help you like know where to place the, the pins? Yeah, it's mostly something that I do internally and um, but if somebody, if I feel like there's some little nugget of wisdom or truth or insight that I can offer, I will often offer that up. But it's reading the patient. Some people really just want you to put the pins in and resolve their pain and don't want to talk look about at it. Them. Yeah. So I, um, I work with all sorts of people. That's what I love about the community model is I have such a diverse population I get to work with. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that's interesting, like a kind of question that I've uh, come up against as I'm talking to different people about healing and in different like settings and modalities is this question of like, do you have to know, like, do you have to be able to see your wounds? Like, do you have to be able to know like how and why you're suffering in order to heal? I don't think so. I think it's, it's helpful that we do some inner work and look at the patterns that have been established and why, so we can kind of break them if they're harmful. But, you know, animals get acupuncture and they, I didn't know that. And, yeah. And so they don't have to have a belief system, if that's what you're referring to, like Horses and dogs and cats appear to get better without having to get to understand. Yeah. 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 That was different than the question you no, asked. No, no, no. I think, I, I think that does answer the question. I just, um, you know, like there's, there are like therapy, right? Like talk therapy is kind of this process of like uncovering verbally right. wounds and like ways and words that we're suffering. Um, you know, that maybe we didn't like consciously realize before. And sometimes it's like by saying that and acknowledging it, that we can move on. But then it also strikes me that like the work that I feel like I do with you is, is like addressing 
like I feel better. Like I just feel better and like more integrated and whole, but like I, it's not like I can put my finger on like what's wrong before I go in. So just, it just, just kind of like a different model. I don't know if you like that. Yeah. So that is a very common, that's very common feedback that we get as acupuncturists. Like I just feel better. My sense of well being yeah. is improving. And um, I think that's, because it's working on all the levels, body, mind, spirit kind of thing. And I also am always want to clarify that I am not a talk therapist. I don't have those credentials and that's not my skill set. Yeah. So if somebody is in need and I recognize they would be served by a therapeutic talk relationship, I encourage it and yeah. point people in those directions. Okay. So I'm sure that you've seen a lot of examples of healing in your practice. And I'm wondering if there are any poignant examples that you can share with us. Well, because I mentioned earlier about um, back pain being the number one reason why people come in, um, I would say I see a lot of older folks really in my practice. I would say 50% of my practice is um, people over the age of, you know, 55. Mm -hmm. Some of them have been living with them, their symptoms for decades and they're getting progressively worse. And oftentimes if they're referred from a physician, it's because the physician's kind of like at their wits end and not sure much, you know, what to do. And so suggest some other modalities, which I think is great. And it's complementary to what they're doing through physical therapy and if it's pharmaceutical medication. So I see people's back pain improve, and therefore the the other part is it may not go away altogether, but their quality of life improves. So they're able to get down on the floor and play with grandkids, or take that walk with their best friend, or whatever other socially distanced activities they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, they're able to do it with a little bit more ease. But I mean. I've had patients come in, right? And after one or two treatments, they're like, I'm 95, I'm 90% better, whatever it is. Yeah. And I'm like, really? I'm a little incredulous. Like it worked out well. <laughs> so I see it happen a lot. Knee pain is another common thing. Yeah. You know, I encourage people if I've gotten to know them and I've been seeing them for a while and they're heading into surgery, there's evidence that shows that people get acupuncture soon before surgery as well as soon after their healing process moves along so much more quickly. And I've had patients come back and when they've gone to their physician for follow-up, the, the physician's been um, pleasantly surprised at the progress the patient has made, yeah. you know? And so it's fun to kind of connect the dots and recognize that acupuncture can do a lot of different things for lots of different people. Yeah. Oh, I just want to tell you one thing. One time I, we had like our Christmas tree and I remember I was, I think I was like getting rid of it. Like it, it was, I think it was one of those small rosemary trees that you like get at Whole Foods. And I like stuck my hand into the trunk, you know, to, to pick it out of the pot and throw it in the compost or something. And then when I pulled my hand out, I had just like, like pine needles, like all over my wow. hand. <laughs> I mean, it was not intentionally placed while <laughs> oh, they were everywhere. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, 
I guess, I guess I don't really have a question about that. (laughs) Like, I mean, I guess, I guess sometimes I wonder about like the origins of things. Like, like, is that like, how do you think that people like discovered and, and also like, why is it needles? Like why, um, why is it, why do you have to like put, why can't, like, can you tap the meridians or like, is there other, why do you have to like put the needles in? Yeah. So I haven't, I'm not a scholar on this stuff. I just can share with you the um, legends or, you know, anecdotes or whatever that came to me over the years and through my formal education and whatnot. But the story goes that a few thousand years ago, maybe people were on the battlefield and they were able to, that culture didn't have a very good understanding of the Work, inner workings of the body, right? So they started to, through the battlefield, they could start to see organ systems and how maybe they were starting to put together how they function. And then they, I don't know how they came up with this system of the pathways, but when I was in school, a woman from Russia who was a trained physician in Russia mm-hmm and was now living in the States and was going through acupuncture school. And she would talk about how certain points definitely corresponded with the nervous system and the, okay. the nerves throughout the body. So it seems like the pathways are connected. They are connected. Now we know that to the nervous system. So yeah. it's sending signals to the brain. Um, and in the beginning, they used stones oh. to stimulate you know, pathways and points. So they would just rub. They wouldn't penetrate the skin and acupuncture developed in different parts of the world you know different times and so different places it evolved very differently like there's a Japanese style of acupuncture where the needle is used on the exterior of the body and not inserted that one like the belief is that we have an energetic body that extends beyond the surface of our skin and that can be manipulated from you know, without inserting a needle into yeah. the skin. I think that the needles, and then that when they did get to using needles, they were made out of precious metals like gold and silver. They now we're using sterile stainless steel. Every needle is disposed of in biohazard waste. I think now they're much more comfortable because they're finer. Some of them have even silicone on them to make the insertion easier and more comfortable for the patient. So it's evolved. You know, there's shiatsu massage, right? So it's using the same pathway system and meridians, but using touch and, um, you know, massage techniques to get the chi to flow. Um, Okay, so how did you decide to study acupuncture? Uh, so I, let's see, <laughs> I was in a huge tumultuous part of my life, big transition. I was about to um, take a job and head to South America. And months before, you know, it was as I, I went through my undergraduate studies, I went off and I lived and worked in South America for three years. I came back, I was trying to figure out in my late 20s, what was I gonna do with the rest of my life? I dabbled in organic farming. I have a health education background. I was doing some reproductive health education stuff. Um, 
But I kept thinking about more like nurse midwifery or nurse practitioner. And I really couldn't see myself in the Western medical model. I just feel like there's so many problems with the way that um, we do healthcare. Yeah. And friends of mine, had, knowing me well, had suggested, you know, there's an acupuncture school. It's currently in Laurel, but at the time it was in Columbia. I was living down in D.C. They're like, there's a great school right up the road. Maybe you should go. And a friend of mine literally came to me with a stack of like six books about acupuncture. And I read all of them. I loved it. I thought it made so much sense to me. Had you heard of it before or... or- Yeah, I'd heard of it, but I didn't really know much about it. What it really drew me in is that I I love being outside in nature. When I was in the Peace Corps in South America, I lived in Paraguay. There was no running water, no electricity. I had, you know, thin walls between me and the whole wide world. And so I was in nature all the time. And I love gardening. I like making things grow. Um... So even though my friend had recommended it and gave me all the books and it did resonate, I I put them away for a while and I explored other things. And like I said, I was going to head off to South America for a job with the Peace Corps again for a couple of years. And I backed out at the very last minute where I had actually, you know, told my roommates I was moving out. I packed up all my stuff. I broke up with it in a relationship. I um, was just ready to go. And I don't know why exactly, why I backed out. But then I had this huge void in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And then suddenly the acupuncture thing sprung forward. And um, within, I, I, because I thought, I was heading into nursing school. I was taking care of some of the prerequisites anyway. So I had done all my anatomy and physiology prerequisites and some chemistry and some biology and all that. And those were some of the prerequisites for acupuncture school. So within six months, I was in school and studying for my master's degree. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's such a great um, story too of like, listening to that voice inside of you, you know, like following your intuition, because sometimes, I don't know, sometimes it's really clear why, and sometimes it's not really clear why, but you know, you end up where you're meant to. Yeah. I love the metaphor. I I might've shared this with you. I'm not sure, but you know, I was talking earlier about these energetic movements, right. And in the course of the year, so the autumn, since we're in the autumn, it's associated with the lungs and the colon. Did I tell you this? No. Right? Okay. So the energetic, it's about letting go. You know, the colon's about letting go to make way for the inspiration from the heavens. You know, we you know, are taking a big breath. And um, that's exactly what happened in my life. I kind of had to let everything go yeah. for that inspiration. Yeah. I haven't looked back since. It was really the right move for me in my life. I met my husband in acupuncture school. Is he an acupuncturist as well? He is not, but he did finish school and he worked at it for a few months. He said uh, we couldn't have two starving artists in the family. (laughs) (laughs) 
he went back to his profession in engineering. Okay. Wow. So do you guys like do yeah. acupuncture to each other at home? I give him acupuncture. I give my kids acupuncture. Um, I go and work with a professional licensed acupuncturist <laughs> to get mine. That's smart. <laughs> Yes. He's well, he's out of practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it something that you could do to yourself? I do do it to myself sometimes, to be honest, especially during the shutdown and I wasn't able yeah. to get it regularly. And, and I do, and I, it made a difference, but there is something also I feel about the relationship part yeah. of an, an energetic exchange yeah. that helps the healing along. So I prefer somebody else to put the pins in me. Yeah, yeah, totally. I know like a lot of people that I tell about acupuncture, um, you know, like half of them are like, oh yeah, I do that too. Like I go all the time and the other half are like, needles, no. And and, um, like, it's hard to describe like how not painful it is. But um, I'm wondering like if you, like someone listening to this who may be, um, was like afraid of acupuncture or like just weary of it. Who's listened and who now thinks like, wow, this is actually sounds really cool. Like maybe I could try it. Like I have low back pain um, too. Like what could you tell to those people as like an encouragement to try it, you know, right. per- particularly focusing on the, the pain aspect or the needle yeah. aspect. So I think when most people think of acupuncture here that there are needles involved, they, um, imagine envision needles that we get in the doctor's office so either an injection that's a hollow board needle where they're putting something into our body or the syringe and needle that is used to take blood out and so the needles that we use in acupuncture are so different from that they're teeny tiny in comparison but i never tell people that it doesn't hurt I mean, I feel the pins a lot of times when they go in. I know some mo- many people say they don't feel them at all, or it's very rare, or an occasional thing that they'll feel a needle. I tell people that that tiny little momentary discomfort is certainly outweighed by the benefits that one gets. So they are in the driver's seat. I'm never going to do anything that they're not comfortable with. So if I am meeting somebody for the first time and they're very apprehensive about it, I reassure them that they are in total control here. And for some people, and I treat kids as well, you know, I have this really sweet nine-year-old boy that I treat regularly. And, you know, I'll ask him how many needles you want today. (laughs) You know, I want him to know that he has full control. And if there's something that I feel he would really be served by usually having a brief conversation saying, you know, I think this really will help you today. Let's do this little extra thing. He always goes along with it because he trusts me. Right. Yeah. I have a friend who, um, like does acupuncture and when his son was very little, he he would bring him with him, like as just as like a baby and the acupuncturist would like tape pieces of rice to the son's back as like a, you know, I guess instead of putting needles in. Well, yeah, and there are different techniques for children specifically. There are all sorts of implements that are not needles, you know, rollers and things so that you can stimulate the pathway without sticking it into the skin. Yeah. 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 
Do you have a favorite acupuncture point or meridian? Um, Is there like a most important one or are they all equal? I think they're all equal, but I had this really wild, profound experience when I was in um, acupuncture school. So the stomach pathway, it begins right under our eye. It comes down, it wraps around the head Which a eye? bit. And then uh, in both eyes. Both so eyes. Our, most of the pathways are bilateral, okay. okay? Except for the center line and the back line, okay? okay? So, um, so the stomach line starts under your eye and comes just comes down? It comes down and it circles around up to the top of the head and then it comes down through the neck. It actually goes through the um, nipples of the breasts. So there's not an acupuncture point there. There's certain places that we have to stay away from, even though the pathway goes through it. It goes all the way down and out the second toe, next to the big toe, okay? And it caught, when I was in acupuncture school, there'd be a primary practitioner, a student, and then there would be a couple of us in the room um, assisting. And the practitioner was having a hard time finding a point on the foot for that stomach pathway. And I think it was about the third time, I literally felt like I looked at the energy moving up and kind of right up into the face. And I was like, they got it, you know? And I could really see almost like a rippling, a physical rippling like, of the energy. Like, like, was it, that's, <laughs> like, was it like a color? Was it like shining or was it like, what was that? It was just like you saw it. Yeah, it was just like this little ripply thing. So, so cool. I, I think that the stomach pathway is one of my favorites, um, partly because that, and also because, I mean, I'm a foodie, yeah. so I want everything to be. <laughs> We're reading a book about um, Taoism and Winnie the Pooh right now, and I, yeah. I feel like very connected to Winnie the Pooh. It's just like his whole thing is like, when's my next meal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, it's interesting because also what we're learning about um, gut health and its effect on our brains, our physical body, you know, the flora and fauna of our, I mean, not the, not the, not the fauna. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> there are also all sorts of crazy growth things happening there, but the flora of our guts is. Um, you know, keeping that in balance is so critical to health and healing and well-being. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I mean, I think another, I don't know, like a another huge part of it, or at least my experience of doing acupuncture, like I look forward to it, you know, to going on Mondays. I feel like it's just a nice way to start my week. And like there are I'm I I am trying just to meditate. Like I'm trying to like start like a meditation practice, but um, like that's really hard for me, um, as, as it probably is for a lot of people, but there's just like not a lot of other times in my day or my week, you know, or my life really, where I'm just like doing nothing. I mean, and it's, you know, like you're just after you put the, the pins in, like I'm, you just lay there for like 45 minutes. And the first couple of times, you know, I was just like thinking of things I had to do and like, blah, blah, and then, and then just. I don't know, just like the sense of relaxation. It's just like a really nice like container for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see the people in the treatment room who are on their phones still throughout their <laughs> treatment. Like, ah! I'm worried. I'm so, 
I worry that that like the pins would like ch- like I don't know accentuate the radiation from my phone or something. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have done that in the beginning if I wasn't so worried about like EMF radiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. That, yeah, and so even for those folks though who don't take advantage of totally letting go and having a meditative or um, a deep restful experience it still helps them yeah right so yeah that's really cool all right well we just have a couple minutes left and I want to be respectful of your time is there anything else that you um is there anything else that you would like to share that we didn't cover well acupuncture is just one thing under the whole umbrella of um Chinese medicine Mm -hmm. And what I love about their paradigm or the way they see health and wellness, not just kind of the energetic body, but it's really important to, you know, get plenty of rest and exercise and eat well and stay hydrated and um, feel like you're in right relationship with those you love and even those who you don't love. (laughs) So I love that, again, that holistic approach to wellness and I'll often say to patients you know acupuncture is just one facet or one more tool in the toolkit but in order to experience um, the most profound healing most of us can shift or um, change some aspects of our lifestyle day to day to just encourage and support the healing process yeah that's a really beautiful reminder. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. This is lovely. Yes, this was really, <laughs> this is great. And I'm going to see you in like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, I just forgot. I forgot to ask you this other question. So let me just, where can people find you or follow you? Oh, that's really sweet. So I am a little bit of a dinosaur when it comes to um, social media. I um, used to take care of it a little bit better and I don't. So the best thing to learn more, I do have a Facebook page, Community Acupuncture of Towson, but unfortunately I'm not keeping up with it very well. Um, I have a website, so it gives kind of just the basics about the business model and how to schedule appointments and paperwork. And that's catowson.com. Um, so Community Acupuncture of Towson is in the heart of Towson, but there's plenty of free parking, which is always critical in the Towson area. I like to say now that I am in the historic East Towson neighborhood, um, I really am wanting to connect myself a little bit more with that community as a small business owner in that community and really help that community to thrive. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to to introduce you to Trish. Um, She was actually the first person that I approached to interview about this podcast, which is pretty cool. Um, Feel free to check out Community Acupuncture of Towson. Their website is linked in the show notes. 
Um, big thanks to Jesse Blake Rendell for the gorgeous music and to Aaron Drew for her help producing this podcast. Don't forget that Time to Heal has a website, timetohealpodcast.wordpress.com, where you can check out a transcript or learn more about the podcast. Um, yeah, I hope you're having a great day. Hope the rest of your week and your weekend goes well. And I'll see you here next time.